Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Lighthouse Coffee. Grand Lighthouse Coffee is the e-commerce business that sells certified organic fair trade coffee, either whole bean or grinded. Chemicals do not touch the beans, and the farmers who grow the green coffee are paid and treated fairly. Coffee beans are made to order so you will get freshly roasted beans no later than seven days after being roasted. Grand Lighthouse also provides memberships for families and businesses depending on how much coffee you purchase per month. For more information and updates, Follow, like them on Instagram, Facebook at Grand Lighthouse Coffee or visit their website at GrandLighthouseCoffee.com and don't forget to use your promo code EastWest to get 10% off. Scouts over relied on heavily when evaluating talent. Teams should be drafting for the future and not just immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now, here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast. I am your host, Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me are my co-hosts, Jerry Martinez and Kendall Whitley. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, man. You know, it's Thursday. We're going to talk some football. Man, I'm super pumped, man. We're literally one week away from the start of the NFL regular season. Let's go already. Yes, we're one week away from the start of the NFL season. Now, with that being said, there's uh, still a lot of news coming out. Um, Most recently, last night, uh, there was a lot of rumors that Alvin Kamara and the Saints uh, were not able to negotiate a contract deal as of yet. And it was even rumored that the Saints were looking to shop him. Yes, that was a weird situation. I mean, we've seen reports that um, the Saints were looking to shop him and that he wasn't there. Then we've seen reports that he was, he's been in the building the whole time and he, his whole that had nothing to do with his contract. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just we're, we're in a different time right now league-wise. We don't know what to believe, but what my, my opinion is where there's smoke is far. I think it's a little bit of truth to it. Um, they had, I think they got to resign him. I, th- I, think, I think the situation probably can get ugly too. I just because just with my history of going of talking about these situations, they always tend to go the opposite the the, the other way. So I mean, it'd be very interesting to see what happens there with the Saints, Camara. But hey, it's going to keep out. Yeah, the reports are out there. I think one of the last reports I saw was this morning with Bleacher Report saying they're actually working on a long term extension. So something to keep an eye on. I think that they both want to get it done, and it will get done soon. I just wonder how much money he's looking for and what kind of extension, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, so there was a story out there that he wants that that Zeke and and uh, that Christian Zeke, McCaffrey. yeah Christian McCaffrey money, but the the Saints are actually offering a more like at twelve million a year. 
All right. Also, the Jacksonville Jaguars have cut Leonard Fournette and it did not take him a long time to find a new team as he will be joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers huh. alongside Tom Brady, Ralph Gronkowski. I mean, it's kind of like a Miami Heat situation here, man. I feel like with LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Bosh, it looks like an all-star team. Uh, yes, an all-star team indeed. Hey, can, can we say dream team 20 of 2020? Because, I mean, who remembers the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles a few years back when they had Vince Young and Nominee Austin White and all those, all those big free agent additions that they did that year. So now it's, it looks like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, they're trying to do the same thing. That running back room is crowded. I mean, ooh, that, that Tampa Bay offense, it's, it's going to be nice this year, but it had, no offseason, no OTAs, none of that. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these people, a lot, of, a lot of these players are still getting comfortable with each other. So let's see how quick they can come together. I say give it about mid, mid, middle of the season and see how Fournette goes does into the offense. Let's not forget that's still how Shady McCord, Evans, Godwin, Braid. I mean, we can go on and know they got an all-star team out there in Tampa Bay. So I mean, I don't want to put high expectations on it right now, but I mean, hey, let's see what what goes on in Tampa Bay this year. No, yeah, I, he came on strong towards the end of last year. I mean, and at LSU, he was a dominant power back. I mean, it was almost un- he was untackable, untackable, ball, right? <laughs> Sorry about that, but anyways, uh, it's it's it looks like he's had a hard transition in the NFL. But then again, look at the offensive line he's had to deal with. You know, the coaching the the coaching situation. I mean, it just it didn't look like the system was set up for him to succeed there in Jacksonville. And who knows, maybe with the Bucks he'll. And we have some breaking news coming on. It looks like New Orleans Saints and Jadavion Clowney are being are close to a deal. So this would kind of end one of the biggest free agents tour, right? As far as we were kind of talking about where we, you know, where we was going to land. It looks like New Orleans is making a strong push to sign him right now. Oh my god! That, oh, this is literally breaking as we're as we're speaking. So this, I mean, this this is crazy. Yeah, I think they said it was. It came down to the Titans. And the Saints earlier, and they were saying that they actually wanted him to report on Monday. If 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 the Saints are able to pull this off, uh, this will automatically make them the actual fav- favor to win the division and make make the actual strongest push into the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. This signing right here would speak volumes to me. They know Drew Brees is probably his last year, so they want to make that attempt to make the Super Bowl. But also that they feel that Tampa Bay. It's kind of be up there with them in that division as far as fighting for that division title. So that speaks volumes to me. It, it does look like the Titans are still in, in it, but it looks like the New Orleans Saints are more than, you know, more than likely going to sign to J.B. and Clowney as um, reports are coming out saying they're going all out. Yeah, that's a great, that, 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 that's a great signing. I'm sorry, to, uh, sorry, Kendall. I'm kind of excited about that one. But I'm just saying it just, it, it, like you said, it just shows you that they do see Tampa Bay. I think you said it perfectly right there. I mean, that's that's their biggest rival. Yes. Yeah, so that was some uh, some breaking news, We you know, brought to you by the East-West Football Podcast. Uh, continuing along with the stories that have been going on throughout the week, uh, there's been a couple of cuts. Uh, this one came as a little bit of a surprise. Mohamed Sanu, the New England Patriots wide receiver, was cut uh, yesterday. And this one is kind of a surprising cut, right? Because last year, I believe they traded a third-round pick to the Falcons for his services. Yes, yes, it was a second-round pick. Um, well, it's not surprising because, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm sure everybody knows that, and I follow the Patriots very close. I have my guys there in my corner, and they get me the news very quickly. And Muhammad Sanu, I mean, watching him in training camp, and, it, and watching him last year, I mean, he, he was not getting separation. It was one point I was watching drills, and I was hearing on um, my guy Evan Lazar report 
one of the Patriots undrafted cornerbacks this year they signed after the draft was like was literally blanketed Muhammad Sanu and pray he was not getting separation. I mean, he, I seen some drills where his foot his footwork looked choppy, didn't look right. Um, he was dropping balls in practice. But the crazy part is, um, Cam, him and Cam were they had some pretty good chemistry going. Cam was the only um, Sanu was the only guy that Cam was very comfortable throwing to. But um, it seems like I mean Muhammad Sanu he's cut. I hope the best for him. He's a very good guy from rugby. He's a very good receiver. I think he's a decent receiver. But I just think that um. It, it was his time was out with the Patriots, and I think if the Patriots, if you put, if you get Bill Belichick in a corner by himself, he, he probably would say, well, he probably he kind of probably kind of forced that move with Sanu last year. It was kind of like a forced trade when nothing that was out there. He, he just he didn't he didn't want to do. He just I guess want to make the other quarterback that's in Tampa Bay happy. But I mean, I just I, I don't know, man. It's it's not it's not great. And Sanu, I mean, season starts next week, so let's see if he signs somewhere. I think he'll get opportunity to sign somewhere. But the Patriots are moving on. But I mean. For the bigger picture is who's who's Cam gonna be throwing to? I mean, Julian Edelman's there, but I mean Edelman's like 35, 40, he's 35 years old now. So I mean, who's at the Edelman? You got Nikhil Harry, but I mean, he's a first round pick from last year. He's gonna improve. We don't know who he's gonna be. Jacob Myers is there, but hey, keep an eye on this wide receiver, Devin Ross and Gunnar Osleski. They've had pretty good counts, and Cam ain't got nobody else to throw to. So I mean, it looks like the, the Patriots are gonna transition to like a running football team. So let's see how that goes. And I think I think a team that would you know would be interested in signing uh, would the San Francisco 49ers. We just saw that yeah. table in Austin went on IR, you know, and that receiving core is just hurting for some help. So don't be surprised if the Niners make the move. Yeah, and the, just the, the the craziness, right? You literally gave up a second round pick for him to let him go the, the next year. I mean, that rental was too expensive, obviously. Bill sometimes makes some questionable moves, but we'll see how he does this season and see if he can get that shit back on the right on the right track. What it tells me, what it tells me is real quick is that they are they are going all in on Nikhil Harry having a big year. That's what it tells me. They they see something and they, they, they think Nikhil Harry is due for a breakout year. We'll see because you cannot. There's no way Julian Edelman could be your number one wide receiver, but we'll see. And then also too, uh, surprising cut. Well, I'm not too sure if it's surprising, but Ha Ha Clinton Dix was released early by the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, that's uh, that's kind of it's a surprising one. I mean, they, I mean, they signed to a one-year deal in Frenchy this year. I mean, so I mean, I, I they probably weren't expecting a lot from him, but I mean, I thought he was. I mean, I thought it was gonna be penciled in at the start of there. I mean, you got Xavier Woods. You you lost Jeff. He he went to the Raiders, but I mean, I think my initial thoughts is Earl Thomas on the way to Dallas. So hey, hey, let, let's sit back and wait and see. Yeah, I think you beat me right to it, Kendall. I mean, I think if anything, you know. It's just going to create more speculation that Earl Thomas will be a Dallas Cowboys soon. Who knows? We'll, 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 we will see from what I was researching. It was that Darian Thompson was really impressing in, in the uh, practices they were holding. So we'll see. But it's going to be fun to, to, to enjoy the speculation. I mean, like, like we said, we got a week away from the start of the season. Yes, and then also some uh, some injury news to report. Of course, you know, we've seen these injuries come and go uh, these last couple of weeks. Derwin James, the standout defensive back for the Chargers. It looks like his season's already over before it started. Uh, it looks like he's got a knee injury and he's been placed on injury reserve. Oh, man, that's uh, – when I when I heard the news, I, I broke down. And I was like, because I'm going to tell you why I broke down. Chargers were my pick this year to come out of division. I thought Justin Herbert – I mean, I thought the – I mean, I knew that defense was there. They got Chris Harris and 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 Casey Hayward and Der- they had Derrick J, but now he's hurt. But oh man, I hate it for Derrick J. He's a he's a very good player, very good guy. 
man, oh, I think it's, it's going to hurt the Chargers. Maybe that's another landing spot for Earl Thomas. We'll see. Yeah, man, that, that that's a real big blow because that's a promising young defense. I mean, man, hopefully, hopefully he he can he can just shake off this injury book syndrome and be able to make the plays that he was doing as a rookie, right? Yeah, I mean, I just feel bad for him, man. He's uh, he's a really talented player, and unfortunately, he has not been able to stay healthy and on the field. Also, the New England Patriots have officially named Cam Newton their starting quarterback for Week One. Yes, uh, Cam Newton will be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots this year. Uh, me personally, I'll be the first to admit I thought it, I thought they would go with Jared Stidham. I thought Jared Stidham, uh, in other words, name as Stiddy, would win the quarterback job. He's not going to win it this year. It will be Cam Newton. Um, Stidham got hurt, and he just wasn't good. He was inconsistent in training camp. Cam Newton, and I'm sure Belichick and McDaniels, they thought Cam Newton give, let, let's stop kidding with ourselves. Cam Newton gives us the best chance to win. And hey, let's see what Cam can do. He has a huge. He has not a big chip, but he has a tremendous, huge chip on his shoulder. And so. I think the New England Patriots. I think they're having a pretty good year, and I think like Cam is motivated. So let's see. They they get they get a quick early start, a quick a quick start. We can get a quick test next Sunday against the Miami Dolphins and Brown Floors. So let's see what happens. Finally, the suspense is done, right? Cam Newton is now the starting quarterback. Wow, what a surprise! But I mean, <laughs> I mean, going back to what what what, what... I love your sarcasm there. I love. <laughs> Well, it's something that we've been going back and forth with Kendall for a while now. How many months now do you think yeah. it's been? For, it's been a long time. Hey, hey, we, hey, we all wrong sometimes. We can't <laughs> always be But, hey, I admit, I got ahead of myself. I was speaking with my heart and not my mind. But, hey, it is what it is. You know, hey, we're on to the 2020 season and week one. Let, let's go Let's go with it, Kendall. I'm on. Yeah. And, and, and just to, just to kind of help out my brother, right, Um. Obviously, obviously, you know, we all know who Cam is, but I, I do think that with this system that the uh, Patriots have in place, it's perfectly suited for Cam to bring out the best in Cam Newton's skill set. So I think uh, actually they're going to have a, a rather, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be a perfect season, but they're going to have a rather really good season that he's going to make them a, a team to contend with in the AFC West East. Yes. And then also too. Uh, Seahawks are expected to re-sign wide receiver Josh Gordon. Uh, as we know, he did uh, get suspended at the end of the year last year. Some players, you know, some people, some people, I'm not even going to just say players, some people you root for, you know, in life and in the world. And Josh Gordon, you know, we all know he's had a battled history and, you know, we don't have to go deep into that. But I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Josh Gordon. I think, I mean, I, I think that if – him adding him back to the Seahawks with DK Metcalf. Let's not forget they got Philip Dorsett from the Patriots. They got on. They still got Tyler Lockett, Greg Oslett tight end. I mean, I think just add another big receiver and Gordon. I think it's gonna help out. I mean, so I mean he when he came in the second half of last year with the Seahawks, he, he actually played pretty good for the Seahawks. So now I mean they say he stayed in shape and he stayed in his playbook. So now he had, he's had a full offseason. He hasn't been with the team, but this has been in the works for months now. The Seattle Seattle has been interested in bringing him back. So um. Hey, man, I'm rooting for Josh Gordon. I mean, he's a good kid and besides his issue. But like I said, man, I, some people you just, you just root for, and I'm wishing the best for Josh Gordon slash Flash. This, this is the Instagram name. Shout out Josh Gordon. No, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, when he was with the Browns in the beginning, before all what he, you know, what he's had to go through, I mean, he was an amazing wide receiver talent. And that's something that you cannot deny is that he's a great football player. 
And that's exactly what the Seahawks are getting. You know, hopefully with this, you know, obviously with, with everything that he's had, you know, you really hope that the, him as a person, he's doing good. And that's all I hope. And if football is his, his, is his cure, well, then I, you know, I hope he, I hope him nothing but success. And let's see, let's see how he does in year two with the Seahawks. And that's going to go ahead and wrap up your uh, NFL headlines for this week. Coming up next, we will be speaking to Leander Green of Sports Talk with lgreen.com, the owner and writer of the website. You do not want to miss out. Tonight we have a special guest. He is a writer and the owner of Sports Talk with L. Green. Leander Green, how you doing, Leander? Everything's great, fellas. How you guys doing? Real good. good. Appreciate your time. Nice. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, so we had some fun yesterday talking on our, in our pre-production meeting. Um, if you can just, you know, tell our viewers, our audience, who is Leander Green? Well, Leander Green is a young kid that grew up in East Oakland, California, in the 6-9 village, which is right by the Oakland Coliseum. And I'm a big Raider fan, as you can see. Born and raised a Raider fan. Go Raiders. Yes, sir. And I've recently just started a blog last month called Sports Talk with L Green at sportstalkwithlgreen.com, where I write about sports. But I felt a better niche by writing about what I love most. That's the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. It's going to be hard to stop saying Oakland Raiders, but yes, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders. How did your passion for writing start? Well, my passion for writing start back when I was a young kid, getting into a lot of trouble. And my mother used to put me on punishment by making me write. So it started back then, I would say. And, well, we, we know that you uh, live by the Coliseum, right? So just kind of tell us, like, how that impacted you, right, as far as being a Raiders fan. Um, you were right next to the Coliseum. Just tell us a little bit about that. Well, at, as a kid, I was more into baseball at that time. I was more into baseball. So we lived at the Coliseum. Me and my friends, we used to go over there almost every A's game, a started at 7.30 back then, so we'd be at the Coliseum at 2, 2.30 getting autographs. We became close with the players. This was between the years of 1988 through 1991. So we was a regular over there at the Coliseum. And then when the Raiders came back home, I believe it was 94, every, everything gets taken to another level at the Coliseum with Mount Davis being built, more fans coming over to the Coliseum, more traffic in that area, the crowd, the, just hearing everything getting live over there excited us as kids more. So that's when we dove more into the football part of it. And diving more into the football part of it, you, you meet a lot of different kind of peoples over there in that tailgate. So it, it was our home and Red Nation is, is just wonderful. It's a wonderful place to be. Yeah, of course, we know that Raider Nation is all over the, you know, the, the world including here in California and now in Nevada. Let, let's talk a little bit about the Las Vegas Raiders. What, what is your perspective on the 2020 uh, Las Vegas Raiders? Well, this, this team looks pretty good to me on paper. This is not your regular Raiders, as I would say, for the last, what, 18 years. This team was rebuilt by Mike Mayock and John Gruden, and they, they look like they're ready to play, man. 
They look like they're ready to play. The draft class of last year would be in their second year. So they got they got a little something under their belt, and now they got something to go out there and prove. I think this class is – I mean, this team is going to be a very good surprise team this year. And we all know, right, about Josh Jacobs. He had a tremendous rookie season last year. Um, and now there's been a lot of hype around Brian Edwards, a wide receiver out of South Carolina. Uh, you know, is he, is he worth the hype? What do you know about him? What, what have you seen on tape? Well, what I've seen on tape is that this kid has a lot of heart and a lot of grit. He's like a blue-collar receiver, if you ask me, with great hands. He's going to be a great red zone threat for the Raiders this season. And I think that once he get his confidence on being an NFL player, once he get used to the grind of the NFL, the sky's the limit for the young fella. Look for him to be a big threat in the red zone for David Carr. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think he's going to have an outstanding rookie campaign along with Henry Ruggs, which was, uh, you know, number or in the first round he was taken with that pick. And there was a lot of surprise, right? Because a lot of people thought that they were going to go towards CeeDee Lamb. What would you think about when they drafted Henry Ruggs? I had my whole self for CeeDee Lamb. I can't lie to you. <laughs> I had my whole self for CeeDee Lamb. But within 30 seconds of them announcing the pick, I was like, Russ would be the right pick. Because not only he has speed, this kid only had four drops his whole college career. So he has hands. And I know you guys seen the basketball footage of him. He's jumping out the gym. He's a real athlete. So the only question I had at that time is, could he run the route tree? You know, Alabama, they have a lot of great players. So he did not get a lot of touches. But he did open up that offense for a lot of other players. The, the wide receiver, that they have three first-round talent and wide receivers other than Ruggs. Two should come out in the first round next year. So that ball was being spread around a lot. And it's kind of reminiscent to Josh Jacobs when people say, oh, he didn't get the ball that much. He was not the number one option. Alabama has plenty of options. So Ruggs, you're going to really see his game grow this year with the Raiders. What's going on with you, Leander? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going over there? I'm doing great. You know, you know, we're just taking it day by day over here at East West Football. That's, that's another day at the office. Yeah. I want to ask you about Hunter Renfro. What are your expectations for him in his second year with the Raiders? Consistency. He's Mr. Consistent. Third and Renfro, as they call him. This guy is having a very solid camp this year. Quiet, but solid. Solid. And I, I expect him to be the leading touchdown receiver for the Raiders this year, believe it or not. I think he finished with at least 12 touchdowns. Yes, I like Hunter Murphy. He kind of reminded me of Danny Amendola on West Welker. You now you got Julian Edelman, Scotty Miller for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, those slot, those slot wide receivers. I think he's going to be pretty good for the Raiders, for the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, he's a little older. I mean, he's not, he's not 21, 22 as a lot of, as a lot of second year players. He's like 23, 23 24. So he's, he's a little older. But right. I do like um, what are your expectations for Darren Waller? I mean, a lot of people. I think. I, I think. I, I don't want to say he's a top tight end right now. I want to see a little more from him in the second year. So, uh, what do you think he's going to do this year? I think he may have a better year than he did last year. Maybe not yardage wise, but touchdown wise. Last year, I believe he only caught three touchdowns. But this year, the offense is going to open up for him because he's not going to no longer be double teamed as much as he was last year with the addition of rugs. 
So you have rugs on the outside with the speed. There's going to have to be a safety that's playing over the top on that side. That's going to free up Waller to make more plays. Yes. Where do you rank the Las Vegas Raiders at right now in the AFC West Division? Do you? I mean, I, me personally, I mean, nothing against the Raiders. I think, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, they're number one. I think Denver is number two. I think the Chargers, the, the Los Angeles Chargers will come in at three and then the Raiders at four. Like I said, no offense to the Raiders. But no, I'm just, if we're talking roster-wise, I think the Raiders are, are at the bottom of the division. I do think they're going, they're going to have a pretty good season this year. I think they can win at least six or seven games. I just think they're in a tough division. I don't feel they're going to be able to um, make it to the playoffs this year. What, um, what, um, how do you, what do you think they rank in the division right now? Well, in the division, as you said, you said you have the Raiders ranked fourth. I can't argue with you on that. But what I can say is that the Raiders have did sweep the Chargers last, week, last year. And the Chargers have a great defense. Don't, don't get it messed up. Chargers have a great defense. So I believe that the Raiders in Denver is fighting for that second spot. Now, Denver, they seem like they have a, a explosive offense. They reloaded this year on offense. But that quarterback is unproven to me. I want to see him do a little bit more before I can say that they're up there and ready to play with the big boys. But it's going to be a fight between Denver and the Raiders. The um, Chargers, they have a quarterback issue right now. They, they have a quarterback that's used to just bridging a gap for that young quarterback. This is going to be his – Tyrod Taylor, this is going to be his third time bridging a gap for a young quarterback. I, so. I kind of agree with you there, man. And, and I, in some of our preseason predictions, I said that the Chargers were going to make the playoffs. It could mean he's going to win coach of the year. And that, um, and, and that the quarterback, I mean, I think he's – I mean, he, I just think it's going to be pretty big this year for the, for the um, Los Angeles Chargers this year. So, I mean, it would be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, my last question is to you. What would define a successful season for the Las Vegas Raiders for you? At minimum, nine and seven. At minimum, nine and seven. That would be a successful season. But I kind of see the Raiders going 10 and six, 11 and five in that range. Yes, they have a tough schedule, but last year's schedule was tougher. And they finished at seven and nine. Last year, if the Raiders' defense would have finished in the middle of the pack, that could have easily, easily added at least two more wins to that win column. Easily. They would have finished 9-7 if their defense would have finished in the middle of the pack. This year, their defense is 100% better than what we've seen in the past. 100% better with the addition of Corey Lennon and Kwiatkowski from, from the Bears. The linebackers are sold up. We got um, Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell, who looks like a new and improved player. Malik Collins coming up the middle. And not only that, there's a lot of depth to this defense now. A lot of depth. And defense wins championships. The Raiders is definitely not ready for a championship, but they're, they're making their way. They're making their way. They're not going to finish 25th or 26th in defense this year. So that's going to add a few more games. It's kind of like the Cowboys West in Las Vegas because, you know, they got, they got Jeff Heath, they got Jason Witt, and they got Malik Collins. They got some Cowboys over there. So it's kind of like the Cowboys West out there in the AFC West. But me, my, me personally, I think Justin Herbert is going to lead the Chargers to um, – I ain't going to say they're going to win the division, but I think they're going to get a spot, and I think they're going to be a, a, a pretty big dominant team in the playoffs. I think they're going to do so. That's my prediction. But appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Leander. Uh, hey, uh, hey, thanks for coming on, man. Um, just real quick, you know, um, just so people know, I, you know, I've, I've been to your to your website. You know, I read, you know, I've read a ton of, of your articles already, and uh, there was one thing that we were talking about yesterday, and uh, I said that you have this unique writing, uh, a unique way of writing, right? 
and it's it's it get it catches my attention and it keeps me you know reading and reading um so if you think if can you explain that to us like is there did you you know was it reading books or just writing i mean what was it that that kind of helped you to be able to get right to the point and not go in a big full circle right well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you for taking the time out to go onto the website and to look at my articles and give me the time of day. I really appreciate that. Thank you. But my writing style is, to me at least, it's, it's nothing unique. Maybe because it's me and it's, and it's coming easy. I'm not able to look at myself. I haven't took time out to critique myself at all. So I just write what comes to mind. And when I'm putting pen to a pad, I like to talk like I'm talking to one of my friends. Nice technique. Um, so now that, you know, you've seen, you've seen, I mean, we've all been looking at this landscape, right? The, the whole off season of the NFL. I mean, we've been seeing a, a bunch of things, you know, as far as, you know, college kind of, right. College is, is making its way into the NFL. What do you, what do you foresee the landscape, not only for the Raiders, but maybe for the future of the NFL? Well, it's going more into that, into that spread offense every year, more and more to that spread offense until a defense could prove they could stop it. We've seen what happened with the Wildcat when that came in. Yeah. It took a couple of years, but the defensive coordinators are too smart. Yeah. And what's, what's going on is that this new wave of offense, it looks great on TV. <laughs> it sells tickets. It, it boosts the ratings. But when it comes playoffs, when the weathers get cold, it's smash mall football, buddy. I like that. Got the smash mall football, running that ball, hitting that tight end, playing great defense. The NFL, you got to be true to the NFL because at the end of the day, you are who you are, and the truth will prevail. And that's the NFL. So, so I love that. And real quick, I'm going to ask you for some fantasy advice, right? Because I got a, I got a fantasy uh, football draft coming up on Sunday. Should I take Josh Jacobs if I, if I'm on the later, like let's say pick number eight or nine. Should I take Josh Jacobs? I would definitely, definitely take Josh Jacobs. <laughs> name, me, name me three running backs that's better than him. <laughs> well, I mean, Ezekiel, Saquon, and maybe Christian McCaffrey? You got to maybe. I say Chris McCaffrey. Okay. And Zeke, he's gonna, him and Josh are going to put up around the same type of numbers this year. Wow. Yes, Josh and Zeke taking Dalvin Cook or, or you taking Dalvin Cook or Josh Jacobs? I'm taking Josh Jacobs. Is that even a line? And Josh Jacobs isn't going to be on a tear this year. The Raiders going to open up the offense for him even more. I'm telling you, this boy Henry Ruggs is going to do a lot for the Raiders and the rest of the players in that team. Yeah, I, I will say this. So the article I did read, you were highlighting the the actual uh, offensive line, right? The dancing bear with Trent Brown. Um, the 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 left guard Ron, Rodney Hudson, who you guys took from an inner division, right? He were used yes. to be with the Chiefs, right? Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I mean, you went through the whole entire, you know, you went through the whole offensive line, and you kept it so interesting, right? You're saying there's no more excuses. Josh, Josh Jacobs going to have huge lanes to run through, and that De and Derek Carr was going to have time to get the ball to his new playmakers. So uh, I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much on that. But I do have one last uh, question. You know. A lot of people sometimes they ask for help, right? And they say, you know, man, I want to be in, I want to be in pro football, you know, um, you know, I want to, I want to be in the NFL, and, and sometimes they don't know how, how or where to start. Um, can, can you share to us a, 
what you've done, right? Because I mean, share to us as far as maybe a piece of advice, what, what would be a good starting point for somebody who wants to make it in the league that you believe? Well, what I believe is to always follow your heart. Always follow your heart and follow your passion. Do not let no one tell you that you cannot do anything. Amen. And if they tell you that you cannot do anything and they closing those doors for you, build your own door, create your own door yes, sir. and go after it. Can nobody tell you how you feel about something and how passionate you should be about something. And when you working for someone, they're not actually trying to help your dream per se. You're working towards building their dream. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you really have a dream and have a passion, go for it. Don't let nobody stop you. That's the only thing that only the only thing that stops people from getting where today where they want to go is them themselves. Sure. That's the only thing giving up. I don't care if it takes you fifty years to get to a point A to point B. If you don't give up, you're still going to get there. But if you get up, give up, you never will make it there. That's true. You only fail when you quit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, and and also I think that a lot of people sometimes ask us like, well, how do we get started? Hey, man, start a blog. You know what I mean? And I think that you are a living testament to that. And I think that you're doing a great job. And I know that it's only a a matter of time before you're, you know, it falls into SI's uh, laps. And, you know, man, you're going to be you're going to be writing for SI pretty soon. I, I, I see it in your future, man. So I'm just I'm just saying congratulate that. And don't forget about us. Us. Don't forget about us with, on your uh, on your promotion. Thank you. And no, I would never forget about you guys. You guys <laughs> paid the way for me. You know? <laughs> this is my first show ever. And thanks to you guys, you guys made that happen. You guys made my dream come true. All right. So I owe everything to you guys. Thank you so much, Leander. Thank you. Hey, Leander. I mean, and just in this type of business, right? Um, you have to network. You have to network with a lot of people because there, there's a lot of talent out there that I feel like a lot of people don't know about. So whenever I saw, I saw your post and then I started reading your articles, I was telling uh, Jerry and Kendall, I was like, hey, I was like, hey, I want to bring him on. Like, his, he's got some really great stuff. So with that being said, where can our uh, fans, viewers, and listeners follow you on social media? Well, on Facebook, they can go to Leander Green. And follow me there on Instagram. They can go to Mr. L. Green. That is spelled out M R L D O T G R E E N. And on Twitter, it's Leander Green. L E A N D E R G R E E N. But the place where you need to see me at the most is Sports Talk with L Green.com. All right. Thank you so much, Leander Green. You guys, make sure you guys visit his website sportstalkwithlgreen.com. He's got some really great articles, not only in football, but basketball as well. So, Mr. Green, appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah. And that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this edition of the East-West Football Podcast. For all your latest news and updates, make sure you go to eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also our new YouTube channel, eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's just-
My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electricast. 